Welcome to another episode of the Cool Tool Show and Tell. Our special guest this week is Arun Vinkatesan. Hey, Arun, would you like to introduce yourself to our audience, please? Yes, thank you, Kevin. Um, my name is Arun, like you said, and I'm a designer, an engineer, a uh, photographer, and a writer. And I do different combinations of those things, both in my free time and at work. I've spent most of my professional life in startups, uh, but I'd say my passions are around uh, design and uh, definitely cool tools and using them and making them. Yeah, well, um, we look forward to you. Welcome. Um, I have a huge overlap in the things I'm interested in, so I'm really uh, eager to see what your tools are for us. So, Arun, what's your favorite tool that you want to share with us? My favorite is this right here. So um, if I were to describe it, it looks like a rectangle, maybe the aspect ratio, something like three by four, four by five. And uh, in the corner, there's a little orange circular, which it looks like. Yeah, it's like a and, pack of cards. That's the sh yeah. shape and size of a pack of cards. And That's correct. Black, and there's a one side that has a little orange dial, or, and the other side it looks like it might have a lens of some sort. Yep, that's correct. And what it is, is it's a tape measure. Um, so ah. this is from a company called BMI. And okay. my particular one is really old. It says it's made in West Germany. So it's uh -huh. from before the fall of the Berlin Wall. But they yeah. still make this exact model in a few different colors. And uh, it's pretty amazing. So I forgot to bring my regular tape measure. But if you imagine what a regular tape measure looks like, this has everything that one does. Uh, plus a few more features that make it quite useful day to day. So the, the first thing is that the standard tape measure, it has the little, this orange thing is actually a lock. Uh, so mm -hmm. that if you need to lock the tape measure at a particular distance, you can do that. Um, and you, you get a first clue at what makes it interesting. If you turn it upside down and pull the tape out and what you notice that it, it also has markings on the bottom of the oh, tape measure yeah, yeah. and they're actually offset. And that's the first thing I saw when I picked this up. I'm like, what, what's going on here? It's offset, meaning that it doesn't start at the hook like the most tape do on top. Correct. It doesn't start at the hook. And the reason for this is actually on the top, you have a window. And you have a, a window that you can see into the roll of tape okay. with a red line in the center. And what this makes this tape measure able to do is that you can measure the insides of things. For example, yeah. if you're going to measure the inside of a drawer to put in some uh, inserts at the bottom of a drawer, you can put it, put the hook at the end and pull the tape until it hits the edge. Okay. And then you can just read directly off the window. So you don't need to do the kind of old way yeah. of bending. bending the tape and kind of reading it at the middle of the curve. Uh, you can just go straight to the end. Uh-huh. Um, and, and then offset is taking care of... Uh... That's what the bottom uh, measure for is taking care of that width of the front of the of the measure. I see. Okay, that's correct. That's correct. So it makes it so that, um, yeah, it, it 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 takes care of that little bit of a measurement right there. And uh, this circle is actually a level. So BMI, they make tape measures. They make levels. So I've noticed a lot of their products have bubble levels. So this is okay. just an added bonus there. Um, and then. The last thing that makes it really interesting is actually on the bottom, we saw it earlier when I turned it, but there's a little bit of a divot here where you can pull out this little lever. Uh -huh. And if you look really closely, it's hard to tell, I guess, on the video, but uh, there's a pin there. There's a little, 
Yeah. So what so you, you can actually you do is swung out. You swung out a little bit of a flap from the bottom. It's correct. Out. It's like a little piece of plastic about an inch and a half long. That that is correct, and and it's now extending out and it's level with the bottom of the right. tape measure. And what this turns the tape measure into is a compass. So you can uh, pull mm. out your tape measure, lock it, okay, and then um, <laughs> if you look near the hook, there's oh, a little <laughs> there's a little grommet there with a hole that Good you way. can actually use this tape measure to draw really big circles. So a compass at your desk might get you something like five inches, yeah. 12 inches maybe, but this will let you go really, really big if you really wanted to, especially if you had some help. Um, so you can, you can draw a big circle, which I've used a couple times in some projects. I see. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Right. So it's like a circle that's feet long, right? Yeah. Feet long. Yeah. Uh, I think this goes to three meters. So theoretically, if you had some help, probably you could make right. a three meter long circle. You see three meters. Is it Imperial and metric on the tape? Uh, yes. So this one was made for, I think it was made for use in the U.S. I found it here and um, yeah. it has both centimeters and inches on it. Okay. Uh, but they sell centimeter only versions as well. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. And that's, and remind me of the name of it. It's called the BMI. Yeah. So there's a company called BMI based in Germany and they make a lot of different uh, tape measures, levels, things like that. Okay. This one says some other brand on it i'm not really sure i try to do some research i don't yeah. know it's called it a window tape be my window tape. and um it's about 20 dollars or so and, and it's very small um you you said it at the beginning it's the size of a pack of cards so it's a lot smaller than something you might find at a like a u.s home improvement store right okay wonderful that's really cool and it's and it's kind of a it would there's a handsome design to it too if you're exactly that kind of that, that, that's the only reason i even picked it up uh at first i didn't know it had all those trick features i looked at it and like that's the i'd never seen a beautiful tape measure before <laughs> uh, so i actually keep it out in right. my uh in my bookshelf because it just looks beautiful that's cool need to be okay. that's really great so arun what's uh what's another um cool tool in your toolkit yeah the second thing is also from bmi i definitely like a lot of their products um, this one um, is called the Inclinat. Imagine again, like a, a rectangular slab. So this looks, it's about maybe two inches tall, maybe yeah. uh, eight inches long. Yeah. Um, and it's about an inch thick. Yeah. And I'm trying to think of what on it one, might resemble in terms of scale. Mm -hmm. It's sort of like, I don't know, half of a book. If a book was vertical or something like that. It's roughly yeah, very rectangular so. and kind of the thickness of a book and half the width of a book. Okay. Something like that. Yeah, exactly. And so it's easily hand-holdable. Right. On one end, on the top, you have a bubble level again. Right. And um, on the other end, you have a what looks like a circular, uh, some sort of circular pod there with another bubble level. Um, and then in between them, you have a few different cutouts mm -hmm. at some different angles. Some, yeah, um, it's like see-through cutout in the middle yeah. of, the, of this rectangle. Yep. That's correct. And at the bottom, you have uh, a scale. Yep. I think this one's in centimeters. Right. Or this one's in, yeah, this one's in centimeters. Um, and so this level, uh, it has a few different things. So in the center, these cutouts uh, let you draw either a 45 or 135-degree angle on one side or a 60 or a, a 120-degree angle. 
Um, okay. So you do, you do kind of turn it around and you can put oh, it down flat on a piece of paper. All right. Okay. And there's, a, there's some holes in there where you can, you can draw with the, right. with the pencil or something like that. Um, and then of course the measurements on the bottom, it's just a standard ruler there as a bonus and the level again, it's just a fixed level. Right. Um, but what this circular thing is, is actually it's a adjustable level. So you can pop out the circle. So if you can hear that, there's a bit of a click. And then you can actually turn this bubble level to uh, whatever uh, angle you want. And right. there is a scale on top that's reading out between negative 90 and 90 degrees. Um, and then what, you can pop it back in and then it'll be fixed at that angle. Right, right. Um, so you could use this potentially to come you know if you want to put something at a certain angle you can put that in a fixed right. angle and then right. measure it um okay but i used it recently because we were installing solar in our house and in order to do the calculations to understand how much solar we'd be able to generate i needed to know the slope of the roof and right. you see right. in my roof the beams are exposed so i just went up to there put this level at that angle and then just turned it until my bubble level was level right and then i knew the exact angle of my right. roof. Cool. That's, That's really an example nice. of how to use this. Okay. So an adjustable level. Yep. From BMI uh, offers. It also has the same kind of designy look to it. Yep. Exactly. Um, um, and let's see. And I think that one is also, um, I'm not sure how much that one is. It looks like it's, mm, I don't know. I think it's around twenty dollars, something like uh, that. Maybe a bit more. Um, okay. Um, yeah. So, all right. So, so Arun, um, tell me about your your third one. The third one is this uh, tape dispenser. So, if I describe it, it's uh, looks like a teardrop uh, shape with a circular cutout right. um, in the round part of it. And how um, wide is it? Is it? Oh, it's kind of like you're for your clear wrapping tape. Exactly. Okay. It's about it's a little bit more than two inches wide, so it fits a two inch right, wide right, uh, right. roll of uh, packing tape. Um, and then um, the edge, the end of the teardrop is not perfectly pointy, and there you there's a little roller, uh -huh. a, a round roller that's probably about an inch in diameter, right, maybe right. a little less, made of some sort of like hard rubber. Um. And then there's also a slot right behind that that's uh, perpendicular to the circular uh, cutout. And that's, okay. that slot lets you see in and see how much tape is left over okay. without having to open it up. And then um, I guess I forgot to mention, right above the roller, there is a tempered steel cutter uh, for cutting the tape. Sawtooth edge. Sawtooth. To rip the tape. So this is for exactly. packing. This is for like applying packing tape to boxes and there yep. are there are those little tape dispensers that have a little handle and right. this is sort of there's no hand all well, the handle is the round circular ring exactly so you just hold on and assuming that you're you know this might not be great for a little kid for example but right. assuming you can grab this which i think most people should be able to um you can then hold on to this i would say it's not as ergonomic as one with a handle yeah. Um, but there is a big advantage here, which is that it's made of this steel. It's very sturdy. So you can apply as much pressure on it as you want. Uh -huh. And there's no fear that this will break, which I've had happen to me with uh, 
packing tape um, dispensers in the past. Okay. So, so it's, you're giving up a little bit of the ease of holding it because it is kind of slightly larger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So someone with small hands might have a problem. And, um, but it does seem like something that you could kind of throw around and exactly um, not fear of it breaking. Yeah, not at all. Um, and, and the way that you actually load the tape is that you, you pull it apart and it's made of two pieces. Right. And, and I think they're made of stamped and painted steel. Right. And the, the way that the tape attaches is that there is this pre trick leaf spring type of mechanism that's um, welded on the inside. Cool. So naturally it wants to move out. Yeah. But when you put the tape in, it will it will hold in place. So it gives it a little bit of resistance so it doesn't spin out as well. That's correct. Uh, and then one extra thing it does is if you were to try to pull the tape in the wrong direction, um, it'll actually it'll actually dig into the tape mm-hmm. and it'll stop it from going in the wrong direction. Um, so it'll pretty much, as long as you cut with this, this cutter, the tape will never go back into the roll. Right. It'll right. always stay out. Oh, cool. Um, so, yeah, that's really And neat. again, it's kind of, it, I think it's like a beautiful thing. So I don't mind, if I forget to put it back into my toolbox or something, I don't mind leaving it out because right. it does look kind of interesting. It is. It has a little bit kind of an art, art object aspect to it. It does. Uh, yeah. Particularly in that red is really brilliant. Yeah. And so do you recall what that runs for? Uh, I think I bought mine for maybe, again, maybe $20 uh, or $30. I bought mine in a museum. Yeah, it's like $35 yeah. um, from Craig Hill. Is that, Craig is, Hill, it, yeah. is that the name of Is it a Craig Hill? It's not a Craig Hill product. I, I wasn't able to track down where it comes from. If you just, if you search Italian tape dispenser, Okay. Uh, I find a lot of different people selling this. There's also, I think there's some other models. There's a model that handles one inch wide tape. Okay. That's similar to like standard masking tape. Or, or packing use. tape that has or, the, the reinforcements in. Yep, exactly. Um, so th- th- there's a few different models. They come in a lot of different colors. It seems to be some sort of like commodity product where uh, right. I couldn't find any branding on it. So whatever factory is making it isn't stamping their name on it. Right, and it's it's just I haven't talked to anyone who's from Italy, but I'm assuming that this is just a <laughs> sort of object you can find. Okay, it's not a big deal. All righty. Okay. Well, thanks. That's yeah. a wonderful. As you said, it's also a little art piece that could sit on the shelf somewhere. Yep. Exactly. Um, Arun, now we're down to your third cool tool pick. Um, can you introduce that to us? Oh, this is the fourth. One, one, two, three, oh, sorry. Four. I'm sorry. Four. Yep. I was having um, <laughs> laps there. Sorry. Uh, so this one is called the pine sill. Pine sill. Okay, you're holding pine up with like a screwdriver of some sort. Yeah, it looks like that, and it, okay. it feels a lot like it. Uh, so there's a there's a black handle. Um, it's a bit bit smaller than maybe a, a standard screwdriver. A bit bigger than a pen. Okay. There's a there's a blue silicone ring for grip, mm-hmm. um, and at the end, what 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 you actually have is a removable soldering tip. Oh, so it's a so it's a little silver soldering okay. tip. And on one side of the the soldering iron, you have a few buttons on either side of a screen. So there's a this is on the two hand. line. 
Right. OLED screen. Right. And on the end of it, so this is a, a soldering iron, obviously. And on the end of it, you have a few different connectors for powering it. So right. you have a barrel jack that uh-huh. you can connect it to a variety of uh, DC voltages. And then um, what, the reason I bought this is that it has a USB-C connector. Mm-hmm. And um, it's called the Pine Sill. So it, it's a pretty interesting product. I didn't really understand it at first. So it uses a RISC-V processor, which is an open instruction set uh, CPU. And it it's running an open source operating system. So this soldering iron is completely hackable. You can buy it and then mm-hmm. configure it however you like. You could potentially run its uh, your own operating system if you wanted to, or fork the operating system okay. and change Did it. You have to tell me the, the advantages of running my own operating system on exactly. Software. I didn't. I didn't understand <laughs> like, that. I didn't understand a, that. That's like wow. I don't know. It's, uh, <laughs> that almost seems like a joke. But tell 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 me tell me what the advantages are of running your own operating system on a soldering I'll, iron. I'll, I'll tell you for for most people, I would say there isn't any advantage that's obvious. Okay. So for me, I haven't done any hacking to it. Yeah. Uh, I have seen people who are sharing different settings or different things that okay. they might want to use for, for example, for things like the auto shut off feature or maybe the way that it heats up, you might want to change the curves. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is uh, available just through the settings. You can just change mm-hmm. the settings. Uh, the main reason I got it, it has nothing to do with the, oper- the open, open source. I've, I haven't really tinkered with it. It's just that... To power it, you can just use a standard uh, laptop brick, basically. Okay. So it speaks Qualcomm Quick Charge. It speaks USB power delivery. Uh-huh. Uh, and almost all the power bricks out there speak USB power delivery. So as long as it's 65 watts or greater, you can just plug it in. And I just use it with this like Apple cable that came with a computer uh, many okay. years ago. So I just plug this into my standard wall outlet plug it in into the wall. And then now I have the soldering iron that works. Okay. It doesn't get as hot as the standard, like benchtop, yeah. uh-huh. you know, kind of the standard, like, you know, a good one. But the reason I like it is that it, it's a lot smaller. It's more compact. I can take it on the go. So if I ever needed to uh, do something on the go, there's yeah. pretty good chance on the other side, I can find a USB cable and a USB power brick. And mm-hmm. I don't need to bring all that equipment. Um, and uh, given it's so, so much smaller, it's a lot more maneuverable. So if I'm trying to get into some sort of nook or cranny where I otherwise, you know, maybe I couldn't bring the, the circuit board out, uh-huh. uh, I can reach into that place and uh, use it. And it's yeah. very affordable, too. That, that's one of the things I really like about it. Um, uh, you can. So it, it could substitute for like a workstation kind of soldering iron if you were really, if space was uh, a premium and you wanted just to have one would, 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 could that could that work for your main side I think so if you were I, I think so i think so i think say i'd say for most people if you're especially if you're a hobbyist yeah i know there are a lot of people who are doing uh, mechanical keyboards or something mm-hmm. like that where you don't need it to get that hot you're not trying to eat something really big up yeah so your power requirements are quite low and in that case i've done some of that sort of thing, where it's just basic components. This is very, very uh, simple and easy and um, just a lot less complicated than a full soldering iron, a lot more affordable as well. And um, this is called the Pine Sill? Pine Sill, yeah. P-I-N-E-C-I-L, Pine Sill. A smart mini portable soldering iron. 
Um, and yeah. it's twenty six dollars. Twenty six dollars. Yeah, and there might be a little bit more for shipping because uh, I think they ship directly from Taiwan where they make uh-huh. them. Um, but okay. you can find them on Amazon, I think, and a few other places. Um, yeah. And yeah, so USB C soldering iron. That's basically you're just getting the iron and you supply the power supply. You supply the power. Yeah. It has removable tips. So you can, if, if you want to get to the edges of certain things, you can get a, um, a different kind of tip or you can get a shorter tip that has a lower resistance. So you might be able to get it hotter. Uh, so they do have a lot of, and they have forums and a lot of communities around using this. If you're using it for uh, more extreme use cases, I would say, but for the average person, just get this, use your laptop power brick. And now you have a uh, soldering iron. And I guess part of the hacking is that you could have something where you could uh, make a little thing that you could adjust the temperature or other, those kinds of things, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it, it already has a lot of those. So this, okay. these two buttons on the either side of the screen and the screen work together. Okay. Uh, so there's a UI here where you can adjust uh, things beyond the, just a default. Okay. Uh, but the, the hacking lets you go even further All beyond right. that. And uh, you can customize it as much as you okay. want. Yeah. Cool. All right, the pen, pine sill. So thanks, Arun. That's that's um, fantastic. Um, so tell us about um, what you're working on, or what you're interested in, or if you have a passion project, if you have something you yeah. want to share with your audience. Um, what excites you? Well, I, I'm. I think I told you I, I'm interested in cool tools, and I just started working on a project, uh, kind of in that space. So. Uh, I'd like to, de- I kind of describe it as something like wire cutter or maybe consumer reports. So trying to collect a bunch of one type of thing and then test it and try to find the better versions of it. Um, mm-hmm. the, the unique angle I'm taking is focusing a lot on design. So perhaps not things that might end up in a, maybe not things like the soldering iron that might end up in a drawer or on a workbench or something like that hidden away, but things that end up in our environment and outside. Uh, mm-hmm. I do think there's opportunity to review things from the standpoint of the aesthetics and how they work and how they mm-hmm. they function and um, and also from the aspect of maybe not things that are that have to be bought new. Mm-hmm. So I like finding things that aren't made anymore that mm-hmm. still work. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I think an example is I have my or- I have an orange juicer from the '60s. Okay, and it's beautiful. It's designed by um, uh, a. Uh, a designer from Spain and Theater Rams, I think, contributed to that as well. So there's some famous people that designed it. It looks beautiful as a work of art. Uh, and given the fact that it's survived for like five or six decades or something, I'm pretty sure it's going to continue to survive. And okay. oranges haven't changed. So right. um, I don't see a need to, for example, like buy a new orange juicer. That's just one example of uh, kind of one of the things I'm thinking about. Sure, uh, sure. You could buy a new one. Does it have a name? Yeah, uh, the current name is Zen of Things. Zen of things. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't have a website yet, uh, okay. but if you, if you're interested in it, you can follow me at my sure. website. Um, Zen of but, things. Uh, All right. And, 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 yeah. and you're basically it's review of maybe not cool tools, but maybe design tools or tools with design yeah. or, or, um, uh, you know, uh, what's the word I want? Maybe there's another word that you have, um, Zen tools. <laughs> yeah. Maybe something like that. Um, yeah. but, but yeah, finding, find, finding alternatives to things that, that, that are better looking better for the environment, longer lasting, uh, and okay. that work better. All right. Yeah. That's a worthy thing. Um, 
and um, the world needs more review sites, in my opinion. Um, I agree. I agree. There's, you know, Cool Tools and Wirecutter and a few others, but there's not enough. We need more. So I hope you and wish you the greatest success in making that happen. Thank you, Kevin. So thank you again um, for your set. And um, really appreciate you taking some time and sharing with us. Thanks, Kevin. It was a great opportunity. This year, our Cool Tools blog will be 20 years old which means we've been posting something new every day for 20 years. It's only possible because of the very engaged and knowledgeable readers and listeners like yourself. You've kept this place going, and we are very grateful for you. With this idea of 20 years in mind, um, we decided to try an experiment this year, and I'm inviting our guests and listeners to join me on our Cool Tool Show and Tell, which is the program that you're listening to right now. So if you feel you'd make a good guest on this podcast and have four uncommon tools that you'd like to share with us, um, please sign up on our form on the website and we'll see about inviting you. You must be comfortable taking all, talking on a video and um, you need to have some tools that you can show. Um, we record on, as you know, on Zoom. We do a YouTube version, a visual video version of it, as well as an audible version. Fill out the form if you're interested and um, list your four, four cool tools and we'll see if there's a good fit. The applications aren't guaranteed in any way. Um, and we're looking at tools that are new to us and appropriate tools and um, whether the times will work for you. So um, we're really interested in hearing from people all over the world, not just in the U.S., although the tools have to be available online, easily available online. And um, if you are a longtime listener, you kind of know what the definition of our tools are. They're very broad. They can be anything that's handy from something in the kitchen to something used to travel to a workshop to something professional that we may not know about. We're really interested in things that we don't know anything about. So um, this is an open invitation. We'll give it a try. If you think you make a good guess for this podcast, um, fill out the form. There'll be a link somewhere on our website. Um, and we look forward to, to chatting with you. Thank you.